לקוטי שיחס חלק יוטס פרשס וילך שיחה א' Our sicha is being learned לאילוי נשמס רב יסף בנימין בן רב מנשה קלטמן. The Rebbe begins this sicha on Parshas Vayelech with a commentary of Rab Sadya Gon that teaches that of the 53 Parshas in Torah, in fact, in an actual count there are 54, but these two are one, Nitzavim and Vayelech, as we will see. The Parshas of Nitzavim Vayelech which are split in a year when necessary, are actually one parsha that begins with the words Atem Nitzavim Hayem Kulchem and is divided at the words Vayelech Meisha. The specific words of Rabbi Sadyagon are that parshas Nitzavim Vayelech are parsha HaMishalekes Lishtayim, a portion divided in two, giving us indication to the uniqueness of this one divided parsha versus the eight parshas that are in a year when necessary combined two together over four shabbases as well in the tour and in the shulchan aruch the symbol that is given for when we read these two parshas netzavim and vayelach separately is a phrase from sefer daniel parak aleph The first chapter, Pasukit Gimel, verse 13. Pas bag hamelech, which translates to mean the food the king provides. In context, in Sefer Daniel, after Nebuchadnezzar entered and laid siege to Yerushalayim, he ordered Ashpenaz, his chief minister, to take captive perfect Jewish youth who were of royal stock. The four taken... were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishol, and Azariah, all of the tribe of Yehuda. The king's plan was to provide them with food from the royal table and wine from his own stock and to educate them for three years after which they would enter the king's service. The term for the food provided by the king was Pasbag HaMelech. But in our discussion, these words become a symbol used in the Torah, in the Shulchan Aruch, and other sources for Rosh Hashanah, the HaMelech, crowning Hashem as sovereign, that begins on a Yom Beis or Yom Gimel Bag, a Monday or a Tuesday, which would then see us reading the portion of Vayelech Pas, stripped apart, separate to Parshas Netzavim. The exact way that this is phrased in the Shulchan Aruch is Bag HaMelech Pas Vayelech. When Rosh Hashanah falls on Monday or Tuesday, Nitzavim and Vayelech are separated. The Mogin Avrom, Rav Avrom Abla Gambainer, a leading halachic commentary, Talmudist and Rav in, the, in 17th century Poland, explains the words Pas Vayelech According to the translation of the words Pasais Isa Pisim, these are the opening words of the sixth verse in chapter 2 in Perak Beis of Parshas Vayikra. The Psukim there are talking about the details of the Karban Mincha, and the words translate to mean Pasais Isa Pisim, that one should break it into parts. 
This is the meaning of pas vayelech. Separate, break up the portions of vayelech from nitzavim, so they become two portions. Of course, every Torah portion has a particular theme and intentional content, which distinguishes it from every other parsha. This would then mean that aside for content that connects them when they are combined and read together, like every other combined set of parshas, there's actually one common theme and idea in both Nitzavim and Vayelech. And yet, because practically at times Vayelech has read on a separate Shabbos to Nitzavim, their common and shared idea is expressed differently in these two Torah portions. And because Vayelech follows Nitzavim, whatever that common idea is, as it's expressed in Parshas Vayelech, is clearly more deeply illuminated than in Parshas Nitzavim. So what is it, that common idea that becomes more illuminated in Vayelach? Parshas Nitzavim is always read before Rosh Hashanah. The Alter Rebbe explains the connection between Atem Nitzavim Hayyim Kulchem to Rosh Hashanah, that the Hayyim is the Hayyim Haras Oilam, the day the world is in a state of gestation, a holding place preparing for new birth. On the other hand, Parshas Vayelech, when separated, as an individual Parsha from Nitzavim, is read the Shabbos after Rosh Hashanah before Yom Kippur, clearly indicating that this portion has a connection as well to Yom Kippur. This separation of these two Parshas, Nitzavim and Vayelech, which have one common thing and a single content, but separated Vayelech as elevated and loftier than Nitzavim, is represented in the Yomim Tevim in the festivals of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are a continuum of one theme, and thus we find that Yom Kippur is referred to in Sefer Yecheskel as Rosh Hashanah. In the 40th chapter and verse 1 in Perak Mem, Pasuk Aleph, the Navi says, Hashem showed me the future temple, B'Rosh Hashanah Ba'asar L'Chaydash, when on Rosh Hashanah, on the 10th of the month, Yutishrei, which we know to be the day of Yom Kippur. On the other hand, Yom Kippur has an advantage compared to Rosh Hashanah in that on this day, the conclusion and signing of what was written on Rosh Hashanah takes place. B'Rosh Hashanah Yekasevun uv'yem tzayim kippur yechasemun. On Rosh Hashanah it is written but on the day of fasting of Yom Kippur, it is signed. This is in fact reflected in Halacha. Yom Kippur is referred to as Rosh Hashanah because a Yevil year, a Jubilee year, begins on Yom Kippur and not on Rosh Hashanah. And the release of servants to freedom on a Yevil year, on a Jubilee year, takes place not on Rosh Hashanah, but on Yom Kippur. The particular connection of Atem Nitzavim Hayyim Kulchem to Rosh Hashanah is explained by the Alter Rebbe as the time of Tamlichuni Aleichem, when Hashem asks that we make Hashem king over us. And how does this happen? How do we achieve Vayihi B'Shurin Melech, that Hashem becomes king in Yeshurin over our nation? How do we make Hashem reign over us? 
when the entire community is gathered, all are gathered in unison, as one, in a state of unity, which was the situation when Atem Nitzavim, as we read, Atem Nitzavim Hayyim Kulchem Lifnei Hashem Elekeichem. You are standing today, all of you, before Hashem, your God. Rosheichem Shivteichem, Zikneichem B'Sheitreichem, Kol Ish Yisrol, Mechay Tevetzecha Ad Shayev Meimecha. You're all gathered without division and concern of superiority. You're standing as one before God. This idea of unity among Jews is also the idea comprised in Parshas Vayelech. The portion begins with Vayelech Moshe v'yedaber es advarim ha'ela el kol Yisrael. And Moshe went and spoke these words to all Israel. The intentional emphasis in these words indicate that this was a common path and message for the entire nation equally. And when at the conclusion of the Parsha we read that Moshe spoke the words of the following into the ears of the entire congregation of Israel, the intention here too is that he said the Shira of Ha'azinu to all equally. As well, when we look at the mitzvahs in this Parsha, the mitzvahs of Hakel and the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, each one of these mitzvahs emphasizes the unity of the nation. The mitzvah of Hakel Asa'am, congregating the entire nation, includes all Jews with no division or difference, men, women, children, and the convert in your midst. No other mitzvah demands this type of gathering. Hence, it's referred to as the mitzvah of Hakel, because the word suggests that those in the kahal, in the group, are united in a new reality of oneness and not an amalgamation of various entities. This idea, in fact, addresses a question on the mitzvah of Hakel. The mitzvah is that the king reads the Torah, yet the Torah and its study is actually associated with the Sanhedrin, and thus it would seem that this Torah reading should have been done either by the head of the Sanhedrin or the Avbeistin, the head of the Beistin. But it isn't. And the explanation for this is that the Torah has a twofold reality. There is the study of Torah, which is about intellect, about grasping an idea and understanding an idea. And in this aspect of Torah, there's a difference between people. There are those who grasp more, Rashaychem Shivteichem. Those who grasp less, Shayev Meimecha. But then there's the reading of the Torah. And this isn't associated specifically with intellect, with understanding, which means it's equally relevant to every Jew. The mitzvah of Hakel places emphasis not on learning, but on reading from the Torah, where all Jews are equal. As the Rambam says, it is like the day it was given at Sinai, when we were like one man with one heart, and therefore one should see oneself as standing now, being commanded with the mitzvahs, hearing them as uttered from the very mouth of God. This idea of Kriya, the reading of the Torah, which is the great equalizer among all Jews, is particularly relevant to the king 
who reigns not through some intellectual understanding between the people and the king, rather everything about the people and that belongs to the people actually belongs to the king. In this way, the king at Hakel unites the nation and is, as the Rambam says in Hilchas Malachim, the heart of the entire assembly of Israel. So the reason we can say that the king reads is because by reading, representing as he does not intellect, but unification, he raises the entire nation up to a transcendent level beyond the assorted limitations of intellect to where everyone is equal. Now when we look at the second mitzvah in Parshas Vayelech, the mitzvah of Ksiva Sefer Torah, writing a Sefer Torah, there too it isn't about study. It's about the common and equal share every Jew has in Torah. So Parshas Nitzavim, Atem Nitzavim Hayem Kulchem, is about unity and in that state of unification crowning God as our king, and the mitzvahs in Vayelech and Parshas Vayelech are about unification, and yet there is a definitive difference between Nitzavim and Vayelech in this context of unification. That difference can be understood through observing the difference between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. In this very point of Atamlichuni Aleichem, crown me as your king. Yes, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur are of one theme and a continuum as V'tamlichuni Aleichem begins on Rosh Hashanah and continues into Aseres Yimei and finds its completion on Yom Kippur, hence the change in the words in the Shemayna Esri prayer from Hokel HaKadosh, which is said all year to Amelach HaKadosh, said during the Aseres Yimei But they are different in that Rosh Hashanah touches the essence of God's essential desire to reign over us, his people. And we as a nation can affect this desire because we are rooted in God's essence. The days following Rosh Hashanah, Aserasim the palace of God's sovereignty is built until on Yom Kippur when that spiritual sphera edifice of Malchus is complete. God's sovereignty is revealed then below in the humbled state of Malchus versus the exalted state of Malchus of Sukkis. As we said, Hashem's sovereignty over our nation is affected by the unity of our people. And so we understand that therein too there is a difference between the unity of Rosh Hashanah and the unity of Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah reveals the unity of our people in our essential source, where there is this unity. And Rosh Hashanah reveals it on high. And Yom Kippur reveals that unity below, where division between people exists. Rosh Hashanah reveals a unity in the source of all souls, and where there is, after all, no division. Yom Kippur reveals that unity in our world below, where division, as we said, exists. And that is why the loftiness of Yom Kippur is beyond that of Rosh Hashanah. True unity is when we unite those who were separated or divided. And this reflects the essential unity of souls and in fact the ability to do 
takes its strength from the essential unity that exists. The difference between the unity of souls on Rosh Hashanah and the unity revealed below of Yom Kippur is actually represented in the prayers of these days. On Rosh Hashanah, we don't declare confession of sins and we don't speak of forgiveness and atonement. Yom Kippur, on the other hand, is called the Day of Forgiveness and Atonement and we confess and say vidui. And we might suggest that this is because the service of Rosh Hashanah is a service of the soul. The soul is moved because it is sourced in essential godliness to declare God as king. At this level of soul, at the level of source and essence, sin is not even a possibility. Hence, there is no declaration of sin and no request for forgiveness. In Kippur, however, when the soul unity is revealed below in a space where sin is a possibility and even a likelihood, the source soul connection to essence revealed ensures the forgiveness of this day. And this would be why on the eve of Yom Kippur, the prayers are preceded by a declaration of reprieve that is granted to all who have transgressed. The reprieve is particular to those who have broken away by their behavior from the kahal, so that we can then stand in prayer as a united kahal. This, of course, is the Kol Nidre prayer. It's thus particularly on Yom Kippur that we achieve V'yeyasu kulam aguda achas. Only together do we make one group. We give a reprieve to those who have separated themselves, allowing for unity to take place and for us to become one. This revelation in our world below Lamata of Yom Kippur impacts not only the soul of the Jew, the soul oneness of the group, but also the physical dimension of man. The body is impacted. On Yom Kippur, there are five physical things we refrain from, eating or drinking, bathing, anointing the body in any way, leather shoes, and physical intimacy. And no matter what kind of Jew you are, you must refrain from these five things. Chassidus explains refraining from fasting, which again is an equal obligation upon every Jew, with the words of Tehillim in Paraklamid Gimel Posikites, chapter 33, verse 19, where David Amelech says, Lahatzel mimoves nafshem lechyesem baro'ov. Hashem rescues the souls of those who fear him and hope in his kindness from death and sustains them in hunger. The particular chayas that comes from the hunger itself is equal in all. When we look at the service, the Aveda of Rosh Hashanah, however, though the service is a transcendent one arising from the very essence of soul, which is beyond separation and division, the physical aspects of the day, the eating and the drinking on Yom Tif, are different for all even as the prayers were beyond separation. This, in fact, also denotes an incomparably higher level in Parshas Vayelech as compared to the level of Parshas Nitzavim. Parshas Nitzavim talks about the unity of all Jews as they were unified standing before God, experiencing a oneness and an elevation in their source from which 
all souls are hewn. Lifnei Hashem Lekechem. But Parshas Vayelach speaks of the unity revealed below as they are on this level of Mata. And that's the intention of the Pasuk in the words, Vayelach Moshe V'yedabrel Kol Yisrael. Moshe had to go from his level to pour influence over the nation at their level. Yet they, the nation, were all on equal ground, as it was a divine influence in bond from the soul essence on high with a reflection of the soul below. The mitzvah of Hakel, too, is a reflection of this. Our sages teach that the men came to learn, the women to hear, and the children to create reward for those who brought them. But the gathering was a hakil. The tasks, clearly different, but the gathering completely unified. And the king who unifies them and equalizes all stands and reads the Torah. So right there where there are different tasks and levels, there is complete and simple unity. And that unity continues into the concluding words of the parsha. Moshe spoke into the ears of all Israel. They all heard as Divrei Hashira Hazais, the words of this song, Ad Tumam. Ad Tumam, which Chsidis explains to mean each one was Tamim. Each Jew was whole and complete. And the whole Jew heard Moshe, not just the soul, but also the revealed soul powers. Their limbs and sinews heard the song of Moshe. The lesson to be learned from everything we've discussed is that Aserasimei Tshuva are a time most suited to Avas Yisrael. When the gathering of our people isn't complete, when Achtus is missing, no matter why, then the Tamlichuni Aleichem, God reigning over us as a people, is lacking and is not complete. But we are preparing in those days for Yom Kippur, and the Ahava to every Jew has to be such, not that you overlook someone else's errors, and that you are only aware of the good in them, and therefore you love them, but even when you see the negative, the bad, it evokes only your love and a desire to help. And that kind of effort in Avas Yisrael in these days is why we're worthy of a tamlichuni aleichem in a revealed way. And we're blessed, concludes the Rebbe, with a chasima ugmar chasima teva, on Yom Kippur, l'shana teva u'mesuka begashmius of aruchnius, betev hanira v'hanigla, with good and an open and revealed way.